social media. It's the Business Hour with Heather Duplessy Allen. Thanks to my HR on Newstalk ZB. Evening coming up in the next hour. Good news for the dairy farmers. Finally, the Farmgate milk price has gone up by 50%. We're going to talk to Dairy Insights consultant Stuart Davison later in the hour. Fran O'Sullivan's going to talk us through national second election threats. And Gavin Gray will join us out of the UK, seven past six. And with us right now is Grant Robertson, Labour finance spokesperson. Hey, Grant. Evening, Heather. Grant, if the Nats can't strike a deal with New Zealand first and have to go to a second election, would you guys step in and strike a deal with New Zealand first? No, we've ruled out working with New Zealand first. We've been very clear about that all the way through. Admittedly, New Zealand first has ruled out working with us as well. So, no, that's that's not the situation that we're looking at at all. Um, this situation is of nationals making because they didn't rule out uh, New Zealand first and now they're the ones left talking about the prospect of a second election. So even if we have to go back for a, for another vote, you wouldn't step in and try to save us? We might need to be no, saved. No, we've been right. really clear and I think that's the important issue here. In a sense, the second election is in many ways a bit of a diversion. It's the ridiculous situation that National have created where they said a matter of a couple of weeks ago that uh, they would be prepared to work with Winston Peters went as far as doing a video for Christopher Luxon and then over the last week have increasingly ramped up the rhetoric about how unstable that will be. I mean it's a completely ridiculous situation, looks very panicky, looks very unstable um, but that's their problem and that's what voters will judge them Have on. you heard of hipsteria? <laughs> I read that actually in, a, in, a, in an article the other day. He's a lovely man. Hipsteria. I mean, for for everybody, for anybody who hasn't quite figured it out, is is basically the Chris Hipkins version of just mania. But is it happening? I mean, are you guys actually? Because we're not entirely sure we believe it. But are you guys actually starting to peak in your campaign? I, I think we should be really clear that there was a journalist word, not our word. But I have been out with Chris in the last you know week or so, so the last few days since he got um, out of isolation. And yeah, he's a popular leader. People want to stop and talk to him. They want to have their photos. I mean, taken he's not that him. popular, Grant. He's polling less than Luxon now. Well. All I'm reflecting here is what I what I've seen and witnessed on the street, and you know he's he Chris is a good guy, and people are getting to know him, and and you know they they want their photos taken with him. But yeah, those, that particular phrase I think was a journalist. How phrase, how is it that you guys have left the peak of your campaign so late? I don't know that that's true. I mean, we've been working hard, and one of the things that's really noticeable for me, you know, this is my sixth election as a candidate, and a couple more before that as a as a campaigner, and this is an election where people's engagement is much later than the previous ones. It's, it's been quite noticeable, yeah. And so it's picking up steam. Um, the early vote numbers are down on twenty twenty slightly. We're around about the same as 2017, so there's plenty of people still to vote out there. Um, what is up with your candidates constantly reminding us that they would love to do a wealth tax, but they can't because it's chippy? What's not going sure on I'd here? Agree with, not sure I'd agree with that characterisation, Heather. People have been asked questions about um, tax policy as you are during the campaign. I think the most recent one um, was down in Nelson with Rachel Boyack, and, and she answered absolutely honestly and truthfully, which is that we did run on it. Two elections Labour ran on it. It didn't work for us, and it's not our policy. Um, that's a factual statement. Other parties have had different policies um, over the years on issues. Um, we are not running on a wealth tax. We're not running on a CGT, and, and that's clear to everyone. Yeah, but it's not just they're not just saying, look, we tried and then we couldn't. They're actually saying, would love to, some of them, but can't, aren't they? Don't don't think that's really fair, Heather. I mean, I'm, you know, the different situations I've heard are simply people responding to questions, but it, it's not 
really that relevant anyway, given that the policy is very clear. Grant, do you worry about the fact that there is this poll which is in the post today that says that 79% of people who were polled agree that the increase in government spending has driven up the cost of living? They blame you for it. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, the evidence would say that actually there are a lot of other things that have been putting pressure on the cost of living and, and, the, and the spending that we did um, was important to get New Zealanders through. And, you know, there's a certain amount of fact in the fact that any government spending of any sort arguably puts pressure on inflation, um, making sure that you spend that well, making sure you spend it in the right places, making sure that you don't add to it and add to inflation above and beyond what the government has to do um, is the trick here. And I would say that of the new spending that we put in Budget 2023, 79% of it was just cost pressures. Heather. It was just keeping education, health, the basic systems of government going. So, you know, everyone wants to see inflation come down. It is coming down. The government has to balance that with looking after everybody. Yeah, it's just pointing out that people weren't really convinced by that argument, were they? By the way, what is going on here with Nanaya and her soft statement of pa- on, on, on Palestine? Well, I mean, the government's position on Palestine and and the horrific um, attack that we saw there has been made very clear by the PM. Yeah, but why not by her? She's the foreign minister. But no, no, you know, as often is the case in these situations, she made the first response, which was one about everybody wanting, as we all do, for there to be a de-escalation of violence. But our condemnation of what Hamas has done here has been very clear and is very much aligned with the position Australia's taking. But if you want to get into the detail of those matters, you'd need to be... Is there like an anti-Israel sentiment? Has she got an anti-Israel sentiment? I don't believe so. No, she reflects the government's position, which is a long-standing one of all both political major political parties to have a two-state solution uh, to allow both um, Israel and Palestine to live in peace. Yeah. But what we've had at this immediate moment is the most horrific attack by Hamas on on innocent civilians, and it's rightly been roundly condemned around the world. Yeah, good. this is what I don't understand, Grant. Like, if you look at if you look at the photographs, if you look at the videos of these guys rounding up civilians on the street, women just chucking them into cars, driving around with their dead bodies like surely it's not that hard to say I condemn that on behalf of New Zealand why didn't you do that as I say you if you want to get into the mechanics of how various statements get made you need to get those people on I, I'm just re- reiterating to you yeah. New Zealand's very strong condemnation I'd, I'd note too that the military arm of Hamas has been designated as a terrorist organization by New Zealand and, and this kind of attack bears out why that's why that's the case Grant do you realize this might be the last time that we're talking well it's the last time we're talking before the election which might be the last time we're talking while you're in government as the finance minister well it's an emotional moment for all of us either <laughs> but then again you the way that the nats are carrying on you might be back who knows well, that's right you know um, never I mean MMP elections are always close that's the one thing I'll agree with Christopher Luxon on they are always close you never know what might happen there's plenty of people still to vote so you might be stuck with me for a little bit longer well and can I just say look just on the off chance that we aren't stuck with you Grant it's sometimes been testy and I know that we've annoyed you and particularly I'm just trying to deflect some of the blame onto my team but particularly me I particularly annoyed you but you've always come back and I've really appreciated it thank you for being on the show for the last few years no worries Heather all the best well, this is the chance for you to say something nice to me Grant well you know, I didn't know how much time I had you have all no, the time Heather, go. it's always been good to be on your show I know you have a lot of listeners and I get quite a bit of feedback from them as well and like you say we haven't always agreed but you know you have your job to do and I've got mine so all the best for the future and, and give my love to Barry as well. Oh thank you Grant. I think you were nicer about the listeners and Barry. Them. 
than me. But anyway, Grant, listen, thank you. Enjoy your enjoy your evening and your week and good luck at the polls. Grant Robertson, finance spokesperson for the Labour Party. He's not sorry to never have to talk to me again, is he? Quarter past. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.